Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 68. Yay! Today we're, <laughs> today we are going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 4, entitled Silence the Whispers. We will also discuss the movies Gemini Man and Joker. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Diana? I am doing great, Brooke, and I'm a little nervous and a little excited because we're trying something new. <laughs> We're recording remotely, so... That's okay. Um, yeah, it's a new thing, so, you know, but yeah. otherwise I'm doing good. It's just throwing me for a loop with the time change, I can tell you that much. Drive home yes. and it's dark every day, and it's like, holy crap, so... um how are you? I know it's super dark. I know I feel like I have no time in the day and it is throwing me off as well. I'm doing okay. Um, we are doing remote due to uh, me being a big baby. I've got a back injury. So, no. Um, no, not a big baby. That's why we're. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. So I totally get it. So it's very painful. Yeah. So I know. Well, okay. Like, speaking of pain. Uh, in this episode, Silence the Whisperers, I feel like there was a lot of bullying and pain and just yeah. emotional, you know, drama going yeah. on in this episode. And so, um, you know, there's some advice going around uh, Alexandria on how to deal with bullies. And one of the person's advice, in particular, Negan, he had said, you know, Try, he told Lydia, try to kill them with kindness, her bullies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. Are you the type of person to kill somebody with kindness? Or do you instinctively uh, want to retaliate? I, um, well, it's so funny. It reminds me of a time in high school and I felt like I was being bullied and I did use the tactic of killing them with kindness because I didn't mm-hmm. want to get beat up. <laughs> but I'm like, oh. oh, yeah. So, but it worked. It worked for me. So, really? you know. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what about you? I learned I learned to kill people with kindness um, probably when I was about 21 um, years old. And my instructor in cosmetology school had said that she encountered somebody at Costco, um, probably one of the cashiers, and uh, she gave us insight because you know we're learning about customer service along with hairstyling, and so her philosophy was, you don't know what is going on in that person, right? Or like maybe they're having a bad day, yeah. Um, and so she says that she always tries to kill people with kindness. Now, for me, hearing that for the first time, I'm like. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think so. That right. person should not be acting like that. You know, yeah. you got to do a job. But honestly, I have been living that way since I since she told us, um, you know, gave us that insight. Right. So I try to think that I helped Gabriel with his job, his customer service position. You never know what they're going through. Just, you know, wait it out kind of a thing. Be patient. Um, and I think it for some people it works temporarily, but to a point maybe it's 
you know, you, you kind of have to put your foot down eventually. Yeah, I I so agree with you because I think I taught, I know, I know I taught my kids the same thing was you never know what the other person's going through. Maybe that person wants to be your friend. They don't know how to act. Maybe, you know, you just don't know. So yeah. you don't know what their life is at home. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, at some point, you can only take so much or it depends on, um, the circumstances, which is what happens, you know, in this episode. Yep. So, listeners, what do you think? Would you kill? Would you kill? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now we know where Diana stands. <laughs> oh, so, listeners, what would you do? Well, it is. What would you kill someone with kindness? So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I was on the right would track. Would you kill someone? <laughs> <laughs> Just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> with kindness. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our screens and focus podcast page. You can follow us on our Instagram or subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. So, Brooke, Wow, you could really get a hold of us. Yeah. we got a lot of platforms. we got a lot of places. <laughs> Reach out. Tell us something. Um, tell uh, me something good. Anyway, Brooke, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, I love this episode. And this episode displayed love and hate. We got to see adults mentoring children. And we see how the children are able to process their issues on their own as well. And in this episode, you know, it was also very frustrating for me to watch because I cannot stand bullying, mm -hmm. but our group is also protective of that as well. And so I feel like they're really trying to tiptoe on eggshells, 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 trying to figure out how to handle this, especially because the person in particular who was being bullied has a reputation. And there's two sides to every story. Right. So maybe people feel that there was reason. Um, and this was acceptable behavior, even though it just wasn't. Yeah. How about you? What did you think of this episode? I thought it was a really interesting episode. Uh, we finally get to see that kiss between Michonne and Ezekiel. And it's not, mm -hmm. it's not quite what it appears to be. And Judith gives some insightful perspective on the enemies. And Lydia, of course, is bullied. And it's Negan to the rescue. And all of this is happening while trees are falling and breaching the perimeter and allowing walkers inside the communities. True. Um, speaking of kiss, we also got to see Magna and Yumiko yeah. kiss. Uh -huh. And I never actually, I actually never questioned their relationship, but um, it seems like other people in the Walking Dead community, um, the fans, uh, believe that they had some chemistry, which I didn't see. I don't know. Did I you? don't. I don't know. I don't think I did either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't recall it anyway, so it didn't stick out right. to me. Yeah. So I was actually really surprised, but that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
So I felt really bad for Lydia in this episode, mm -hmm. uh, hence the title of the episode, Silence the Whispers. Lydia just isn't fitting in Alexandra at all, and she is constantly being tormented by that highwayman woman. I think her name was Margot. Yeah, um, something, yeah. And anyways, and then there's two other Alexandrians who are ganging up on Lydia. And she's just not accepted by many. And she ends up hanging out with a fellow outcast. And his <laughs> name is Negan. <laughs> and she knows where to find him during the day and talk to him, probably because he understands how she feels. Uh, but, you know, Negan gave her some advice to kill them with kindness and just let it go. But we see that Lydia just has a hard time staying quiet. So she brings in the dead squirrel to the table <laughs> at lunch yeah. and decides to mutilate it in front of those bullies. And that blood like squirted on that one guy's face. And <laughs> it just started that, you know, she got them back because they had painted on the door. Yeah. Silence the whispers. Yeah. I too felt really bad for her. And I too really hated the bullying. And I wondered why... Aaron didn't step in more than he did. Um, he only told them to focus on their training. And so I was like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. I'm like, why didn't he say something to them? I don't know. Well, I uh, thought that was weird, too. But I'm wondering now that we've seen how he uh, feels about Negan. Yes. And, you know, maybe he just feels that they're validated because her group, you know, hurt their people you think i don't know I'm, I'm just thinking maybe that he just thought oh well i don't, I know. don't know i mean was... how do you just let that happen right he must have some feelings of his own yeah internalizing them so exactly. we, it'd be interesting to find out what that would be i have a feeling that it's really relative to um retaliation but Daryl's not okay with the bullies, nor is he okay with the friendship that she's building with Negan. And he actually approaches and removes her from hanging out with Negan. Yeah, I appreciated that about Daryl. He is being very protective of her. And I think he feels that hanging out with Negan isn't a good idea because it's not going to sit right with others. And right. especially when she's trying to fit in true and then she gets attacked by her enemies of alexandria and out of nowhere negan appears and saves her well by coming to her rescue he pushes margo away and then she ends up busting her head against a wall and then dies instantly oh shoot oh, man, <laughs> negan is in a big trouble and no one's going to be okay with him accidentally killing a person in the group. Yikes. I don't know what's going to happen after that. But while Lydia was getting jumped, she tells him that she loves Henry. I know. Um, I thought that was really, really sad. I like know. She was pleading, you know. She didn't deserve to be um, jumped. No. Well, no. I mean, I, I don't know who deserves to be jumped. But in this case, she did not deserve that. No, not at all. Um, so then when we see uh, Daryl, he went to go visit Negan after the incident. And uh, Daryl doesn't trust Negan at all. And he's still holding Negan accountable for what he did in the past. 
And Negan actually thought that if he showed the group his good behavior, that maybe, just maybe, he'd be able to redeem himself. Well, all the talk about moral code means nothing now. And they exchange words, bringing up the feelings from the past. And, you know, Daryl's in a position that he doesn't know really what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negan says to Daryl, for the record, screw her. She was an asshole beating on a kid. The world is better off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that Negan said that, that he was starting to buy into the moral code, but he did do terrible things. And, you know, I don't know, you, you can't just do a good deed and everything is forgiven. I think it takes a while. And, you know, I was thinking about it. He bashed two of our friends' heads in and he didn't flinch when he did it. And he burned Dwight's face. And he had sex slaves, one of them being Sherry. So while I think he's heading in the right direction, I do think it's going to take more than befriending Judith and helping Lydia. But he does have a soft spot for kids, which I am really happy about. And I also think that it says a lot about Daryl, that he's, you know, he believes Lydia and he's not jumping on the bandwagon of killing Negan. And even Negan sees Daryl's struggle of wanting to do the right thing. Right. So I liked all of this, you know, seeing this between them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so let's talk about Ezekiel. Easy E. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, I was really, really moved by this part of the episode. Um, You know, they've all lost so much, but Ezekiel is in a deep depression with the death of his son, Henry, the loss of the kingdom, and his separation from his wife, Carol. And he's lost, and he's feeling like a failure. So he's standing on the edge of a cliff, and thank goodness Michonne happened to be in the area and was able to talk him down. And then she shares with him that she was in a similar place place, which I think is very powerful. Um, Sometimes you just need to know you're not alone. And so they hold hands and at one point he kisses her and then he backs away and apologizes. And when we see this in the previews, I thought that it would be under different circumstances. But now I know that it was just because he needed a connection. And so Uh as they're walking out of the woods, she says, you aren't a bad kisser. And he says, I'm a mess. Wasn't at the top of my game. And I thought that was mm-hmm. just really cute and funny at the same time. Aww. Yeah. I know. That moment was really heartfelt to me. And I believe. So I didn't, when I was watching it, I didn't catch that that was the bridge where the bridge had fallen, um, where Rick had uh, gone missing. Oh, I didn't either. Are they there again? That's apparently where the where he went, and oh I'm just wondering. Oh my gosh! That okay? So that's that, just that's heartbreaking on Michonne's part because she does talk about Rick and how she has to be super strong because her rock is no longer there, and she has to you know take care of two kids and lead this group, and it reminded me of everything that she's carrying with her. Exactly. Exactly. Wow! Yeah, I didn't know she, that. Exactly, yeah. And so she basically, you know, saved Ezekiel from possibly harming himself and leaving. 
um, the community or basically a family, right? Yeah. I like that he, when she said that, he turned around and um, did he hold her, squeeze her hand? Oh, he did something. And then he says, and what does he say? Like, and I still smile or something like that. I don't know. But Mm. I felt, oh my God, he was in such a deep depression. She helped him out. And then he saw her, you know, how sad she was. And then he in turn was trying to lift her up. So I just thought that was a really, that's a really nice friendship that they have. Yeah, I believe so, too. Um, Can we talk about that humongous tree that fell down at Hilltop real quick? Okay, that fell down? (laughs) Yeah. Or got pushed over, sawed down and pushed over. Holy shit. I mean, okay, like, I get that it's, they feel that it's a threat, but that was a ginormous tree. And to take that thing down, what, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) It was huge. So, um, and then maybe you can help me out. Who is Hilltop's leader? Is it Ezekiel? You know, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I couldn't really tell because after Tara, I'm not sure. And then Jesus, of course. Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming that Ezekiel um, is taking the place. I'm but, sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Hilltop having to defend the outside of the walls from walkers and there were so many coming um and part of the wall actually broke open and the walkers got in i know Uh, we got to see judith and her amazing sword fighting skills alongside Mm -hmm. her mother michonne and apparently they were able to clear the walkers for now they want to go to oceanside to check on that community and see if anything is happening over there mm-hmm. um you know by this tree falling it it's not a coincidence that there's possibly three attacks that could mean that the whisperers are the cause of these hordes of walkers attacking as well right so at, i had to watch that episode or just that part again like wait why are they going to oceanside and so, um, and then Luke, he was super excited yeah, uh, <laughs> to go and see, you know, his girlfriend over yeah. there. <laughs> Hopefully she's not a spy. Yeah. I don't know. So far, I feel like the spy is going to be Gamma. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So what else did you notice? Oh, so Daryl. So we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about him being protective of Lydia um, throughout the episode, and I love it when she is starts to cry, and he puts his arm around her, and he's just Aww, consoling her. And I thought, oh my gosh, Daryl has been so um, I don't know. There's been a shift in him, and I really, I really like it. I really like where he's at um, yeah. right now. And so um, he goes out and talks with Carol, and she says everyone is talking about Negan again, like time never moves. And, um, you know, he tells Carol that he believes Lydia. And Carol says, well, this is all just a distraction. Our real enemy is out there. Mm -hmm. But then Daryl says, well, enough bad stuff is happening in here. And if we don't fix it, there isn't going to be anything 
you know, for them to have or take or anything else. So um, then she you know, jokes, you know, we should have just gone to New Mexico. Right. And then we see Daryl and Michonne talk because Daryl radios Michonne to let her know what's happening. And Michonne tells Daryl that, you know, you have to protect Lydia to save all of us. Alpha could have killed us. And but I think she wants you to protect her daughter. So if Lydia runs off, it will hurt us. And she needs to stay at Alexandria. And Michonne gives Daryl her vote uh, when the council votes and says she knows that he will do the right thing. Right. So after the meeting, Aaron, along with others, want to kill Negan. And Sadiq says, we created a civilization and to kill Negan would undermine what we have built. And, you know, the whispers are attacking and we are taking our eye off the ball. Mm, so I think exactly. Yeah, I think what Sadiq is saying and what Carol is saying is we need to look to the bigger threat here. Um, sure. So I don't know. Don't you think it's amazing that Sadiq is able to compensate his... PTSD and his um, strategic personality. I mean, he, you know, once it's down to business, he can snap out of that PTSD pretty darn quick. Yeah. He's having some real issues. Yeah. Um, I really like him. Me too. I, I'm really I liking too. him. I like his character. I like his big brown eyes. I know. <laughs> so I think he's a good guy. I think he. He um, says the right things. You know, it's funny. I feel like, in a, in a way, he reminds me a little bit of Glenn. Um, I don't know. Just something about the way he approaches things. That's the way Glenn was. Aww. So, um, I just realized that right now. I miss That's Glenn. That's cool. Yeah. I do, too. Brooke, what were other things that you noticed? Well, um... I also noticed that uh, Silence, the Whisperers tagging the graffiti, Yeah, that was like everywhere in, in Alexandria. Did you notice that too? Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was actually kind of surprised at that because I guess because um, I didn't realize that they were doing that. In multiple places I thought they just did it on their front door and then you look around and it seems like they've been tagging for a while because there's a lot of places you're right there is, is yeah so that's pretty messed up that it's been going on this or like that's got to be symbolic to the person that lives there plus right you know people that they the whisperers ended up killing mm -hmm. um, and putting their heads on the pike so I just think that's really conflictive, like, and it would be really hard for Lydia to, to continue to live there amongst all those people. It, yeah, I can so. see it being a struggle for her, for sure. Yeah. Um, what else did I notice? Uh, oh, at the end of the episode and the music was going and then you hear all these stomping noises outside of the walls of Alexandria and then all of a sudden... It, like they just went Shh, and then everything stopped so was that real or was that part of the music I'm not sure either because it, it was the walkers rumbling right it's like they were getting um, 
it's almost like they were really closing in on them, right? And then I heard yeah. that too. I, I really wasn't sure what that was either. Okay. I don't know. That confused me though. But I thought that was a really good, um, whether it be special effects toward to, to the music or if they're really outside the door. So I'm like kind of freaking out. Yeah. If they're there, uh-huh. um, and so that would mean that the 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 film of the sequence of the film was is not um, coinciding with each community, right? Because it seems like I don't know. I just feel like they shouldn't be there just yet, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, I also noticed uh, because I watched The Talking Dead, um, mm-hmm. Abraham. Uh, uh, you remember our our buddy yes. Abraham? Yeah, the one, the uh, Negan, his, Negan Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, his name is Michael Cudlitz, yes. and he actually directed this episode, yeah. which is his second um, show that he directed. Apparently, mm-hmm. so I thought that was pretty pretty good that he was able to, you know, work with Negan and. Negan killed him, you know. And there was a lot so. of action, and, and uh, you know, that was pretty good. He's doing really good as a director. So I know. I kudos think so, to too. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also noticed Magma and Magma, <laughs> Magna and Yumiko, uh, they're having relationship issues, and Magna seems to be on a different side of things. Uh, Magna tells Yumiko, you're not my lawyer anymore. Mm, I know. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they were having some issues. Like, it was almost like a, you know, when Yumiko was trying to protect her outside the walls of the hilltop, mm-hmm. she, Magna, really wanted to stay and fight the walkers because she thought she could hold them back. Um, and so it was almost like she just doesn't want to be controlled like, something about control she wasn't okay with yeah being having yumiko call her back mm-hmm. so that after that i noticed that they were just unhappy with each other yeah there's so. some underlying issues there for sure Mm-hmm. yeah what did you notice in this ep- what else did you notice well in this episode? i noticed that judith is so wise it's like yeah. she's so young, but she's so wise. So Michonne says, never take uh, enemies by their word. And Judith says, well, you know, because she's they're talking about the whispers and how to handle them. And um, so Judith says, well, you know how we tire RJ before bedtime to get him to go to sleep. And Michonne says, yeah. And she says, well, maybe the whispers want to keep us fighting back until we get so tired. And then they have the advantage. And uh, Michonne's all like nodding like, oh, my God, she really does know what's going on. So I just thought that was really so insightful of Judith. So it was just really cute. Cute analogy. I love that. That was so amazing. I love that conversation. Yeah. And it was just like they were the two of them on their own. But then you look around, there's like Eugene in the back seat, and then somebody's, you know, steering the horses. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they were just in their own little world mm-hmm. having a discussion, mother and daughter. Well, I felt like a little bit throughout this episode, even though Judith is so young, I feel like she's showing that there's a lot of things she can handle. And I think that yeah. that's uh, reassuring to Michonne. 
in a way. Yeah. I mean, she's still a little girl. She still needs to be taken care of. But um, it's good to know when your kids, uh, you know, when you just have that realization, oh, my kid does know what's going on. You know, they, they get it. And so right. I, I just think that that was very cool. I also noticed that Heaven I Know by, I think it's Gordy, um, mm-hmm. was played at the beginning and at the end of the episode. And I really, really liked the song a lot. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. And I thought it was just so melancholy and it was just added. You know me and music. It's always music, but it does. It really adds to the show. Yeah. So I really, really like that part. Awesome. Good pointing out the music. That was really nice. It was like one, two, three, four, or what? I don't know. I forgot how it actually goes, but I think they were counting, right? Uh, I don't remember the counting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, probably. Yeah. Probably. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. So, Brooke, why do you love this show? Oh, my God. Gosh, this gets me every time. I love the excitement, the surprise. And in fact, Daryl is one of my favorite characters. And he is acting more vocally than ever before. (laughs) And I love that they've put him in this position. Uh, I see a sense of change coming soon. And I am becoming super protected of my characters in the show. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen. So... You know, you see, I love the villains as well mm-hmm. as the good. And I'm interested to see how the groups will end up working together or defensively. Yeah. Because something is going to happen. Yeah. Why do you love the show? I love the show because it brings out the bad and the good in every episode and in everyone. I mean, we see the bullying, the paranoia, the revenge. We see difference of opinions or approaches. It's about cohabitating and surviving. So this show and the characters display love and friendship and bravery. And I love that it always has you thinking, it's like, what would I do in that situation? So. Um, I just really appreciate it, and that's why I love this show. Great. And so we are, at, yeah. So now we are at, and the award goes to. So, Brooke, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, my favorite character, and my favorite character for this episode goes with a lot of words and quotes, and he's amazing. My award goes to Negan for protecting Lydia and coming to her aid. I yeah. thought that was very valorous and Victoria, like just thank you, Negan, for doing mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. yeah, He is a supportive person. He seems to be getting more benefit of the doubt by the children more so than the adults. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to say because if a kid doesn't like you, they will let you know. Mm-hmm. So he seems to be a changed person. And I like that he's trying to be a good person. That. Yeah, me too. Who, yeah. So who is your favorite character quote or moment for this episode? Well, I'm going with Judith because oh, cool. uh, she seems to shine even in small moments. And I love her. Um, So Michonne and Judith help with fighting off the walkers, 
And I must say, it was so cool to see Judith fighting alongside Michonne. She was basically mirroring Michonne's movements. And that must have been a really proud moment for Michonne. Yeah. You know, I just think um, it's just very cool to teach your daughter something and then she's just doing it right alongside you so i know it's so very awesome. cool so they're yeah, bond- they're bonding a lot so and i like seeing that you know me too me so. too so brooke what else are you currently watching i'm watching uh well it seems like i'm watching a quite a bit but um as far as movies go as you know and some yeah. of you friends out there and you might also know that I went and saw the Joker last week on my day off I loved it I loved it I loved it it's my favorite (laughs) movie this year oh wow that's awesome yes hands down I hope that this movie is nominated for cinematography uh, best actor, supporting actor. I th- I just hope that it gets gets up there. I hope a lot of people end up seeing this movie who do the voting for the uh, uh, Academy Award nomination, the Golden Globes, right? I just hope that the type of people that vote will watch this movie. Yeah. Because there's so much controversy about this character and their emotional well-being and possibly influencing um, society and doing things that are unlawful. I don't have that mindset. I'm not one to pull a trigger because somebody tells me to or because something told me to. It's just this movie I don't see it affecting people's lives the way that the bad rap that it's getting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything of that sort with this movie? I haven't heard anything recently. No, I mean okay. in the beginning. I know that a lot of people to be seemed they seemed concerned um, that this is going to influence young people in uh, harming themselves or others oh no by this I, film. I, wow i hadn't heard that i yeah. i've actually heard positive things from the people uh the people that i know of that have seen it uh they mm-hmm. all liked it so oh, everybody's it. saying it's it's good so and i know the so reviews good. were mixed about it but um every person that i have talked to who has seen it has really liked it mm, so love it. okay just so, fyi Thank you. This movie, um, I love that it it just it could stand alone. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, where there's a sequel. Uh, this to me is like a prequel that can just be all by itself, and it starts out to where we understand who the Joker was before he became the Joker. And why or how and how he made that transition to become the Joker. Um, and then it does take place in Gotham City, which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does seem to take place in the 1970s, which is cool because of the very uh, 
natural colors of the clothing, the vehicles, uh, and uh, also um, what a clown might have looked like in the 70s. Uh, yeah. So this movie made me sad. It made me laugh. It like, you know, like broke my heart at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I totally recommend it. Um, if you're a fan of DC, if you're a fan of darkness a little bit, you know, um, I recommend this movie to anybody 17 and older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic was so bad. He's like, what, how could you go see it without me? And, uh, I'm like, cause it's not for you. Yeah. So eventually he'll watch it, but yeah. you got to check it out. People. I will. I will. Okay. Okay. Um, I also watched The Best of Enemies. I rented it. It uh, is on a new release. And The Best of Enemies is Sam Rockwell and Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam Rockwell's character and Taraji P. Henson's character, they basically have to work together on a segregated uh, issue in their community. And Sam Rockwell is the president of the KKK in their community. Oh my gosh. Yes. Taraji P. um, Henson is obviously an African-American woman. And this is based on a true story. This really went down and you get to see um, how they work together within the community and also how they make change in the community for a good cause. Yeah. So I recommend it. It's a good friendship movie. It's a good, you know, movie based on morale um and it's just nice to to see um some good stories out there yeah and it's a true story yeah i like those so yeah what else are you watching my friend diana well i am continuing to watch all my shows that i love but um I just kind of wanted to bring up this is us uh because i just happened to watch it the latest episode um, last night, and um, I don't know. It just reaffirmed my love for this uh, program. It's just a, it's just really good at storytelling about family, and what I love is the flashbacks. It talks about current time. It goes in flashbacks, and then it mirrors the situation. So something that is happening to one of the sons as he is a grown man and dealing with his family, um, it shows. Uh, when he was a kid and how his father and mother handled a similar situation. And so you you see it in flashbacks. So you see it's oh. Randall. So it's Randall. And Randall is, um, you know, the African-American child. So it shows him as an adult with his wife. Um, they are dealing with this foster daughter that they have. Well, they've adopted her since and she's 14 and she's dating a kid that has a child and then they have the parents over yeah and they're talking to them and and people aren't meshing really well and you know because this parent this these parents think this and this parents think this but at the same time it shows randall when he was a, a a young boy and his mom and dad um are parenting him and because his parents are white um, it's the connection between Randall and his dad 
and how they deal with kind of a racial issue and how Randall connects with an African-American teacher that he has at his school and how the father is feeling kind of threatened about that. So and mm-hmm. they and all and what happens is both of these scenes take place at a dinner at their house where they invite the other people to their house. So it's kind of mirroring uh, what happened back you know, in time and what's happening currently. So it's just, I just love the show. So for anybody who doesn't watch it, you should watch it. And um, it's, it's just really good. But I oh, also, awesome. yeah. So I also watched um, a few weeks ago and I didn't uh, talk about it yet was I watched Gemini Man. And it's an action thriller by Ang Lee starring Will Smith. And... Um, it's about an assassin ready to retire but finds himself trying to outrun the government and a younger, faster, cloned version of himself. So it didn't get the best of reviews, but I liked it. And I thought that the action and the technology to de-age Will Smith was amazing. And um, it it was a long process for, for Ang Lee. It took him like two years to... Uh, he filmed it in 3D, which I guess is not the norm and had to do a lot of things to it. Um, because, you know, the cloned person of Will Smith is, you know, in a lot of the movie. So it's not just like a scene. It's it's a wow. lot of the movie. So it just took a lot of, um, you know, technology to, to get the movie out right. So I appreciate okay. that very much. And Will Smith is one of my favorite actors. I mean, he has so much charm about him that it really comes through. And so I I did like the movie and I would recommend it if you like Will Smith and or if you like action, you know, movies. It's it's good. I like it. That's um, cool. I also saw The King on Netflix. It's I want to see that. Yeah, it's with Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson. They both gave great performances. Um, I really, really liked the movie. I learned a lot about Henry VIII, uh, which was great because I really didn't know much about him. And um, he's a reluctant heir to the throne, but his father and brother die and he is forced to rule, you know, that in which he was trying to escape. So he has to face a war, treachery, and emotional relationships. And I just have a new appreciation for Henry V, and I recommend this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, wait, so Henry VIII? The fifth. Sorry, did I say the eighth? Yes. In the oh. first part you did, you said you learned about Henry VIII. Oh, sorry. Which it's is Henry what the confused fifth. me. Okay. That's, okay. <laughs> it's probably because Henry VIII is so popular, the song Exactly. And That's what I was thinking <laughs> no, um, that you uh, were probably thinking. No, no, no. Yes. It's okay. No, I wanted I'm to make glad. sure because I, I saw, I watched the trailer last night, so I put it on save because I know that's a movie that Gabe and I would like to watch together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though sometimes I save movies and then he'll watch it without me. I'm like, what the uh, heck? Yeah. We're supposed to watch it together. <laughs> so I'll wait with him, wait for him to watch that one because it looks really good. Yeah. Personally, when I started watching it, I was a little lost because I'm not, you know, really up on 
Henry V and this time period. So I had to Google it a little bit to find my way and figure out what was happening. And of course, you know, the way they talk is different. And I'm like, what are they saying? What are they saying? I don't know what they mean. So um, um, I had I needed a little bit of guidance. But, you know, that was just at the beginning. Afterwards, I'm like, ah, I totally got this. And Robert Pattinson it. is is quite humorous in this so um yeah and i am blown away by timothy chalamet he is like a really really great actor i'm like he's a great actor yeah Yeah. he's so young yeah for him to pull this off no it's okay for him to pull this off was just amazing wow how old is uh he did a movie, and I am so sorry that I cannot remember the name of it, but it took place in the 80s or so, and he went on a family um, getaway oh, with the, is, it is like in Italy. Oh, right? Know was Me By a, My Name or whatever that was. You. I haven't yes. seen that. I want to see that. Oh my gosh, that movie was so good. It was like, it'll make you so warm it'll warm your heart you know this yeah yeah. because he portrayed an amazing character did it uh, was it up for nominations at all yes oh okay good i'm glad to hear that i'm so Uh glad to hear that because it was so 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 good it's very calming i think you'll really like it yeah i I can't i do want to watch it but it's one of those ones i'll probably have to watch on my own so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think your family. Yeah, yeah I think it's all you because I yeah. watched it all me. So it's not going to be. Yeah, your your guys will be like, "What the mom?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you'll like it because you can appreciate really good acting. Yes. Um, so you know what, Diana? Yes. I should have asked you. I should have asked you in the beginning um, because we talked about it the last time we saw each other. How yeah. was the film festival? Oh, it was good. It was good. Oh, that's okay. I, you know, I was just thinking about it right now too. Um, yeah. Yes, I went to the San Jose International Short Film Festival. Um, I unfortunately was only able to see one segment, but I really enjoyed it. I saw two films. Um, the filmmakers were there. They talked about you know their process, and um, I just love the whole event. And I, I really wish I could have gotten to see more films um so but it was good so i had a good time awesome yeah oh good thank you for asking Uh uh-huh you're welcome you're welcome and thank you for your recommendations on the movies and the shows that you're watching you too thank you all righty that's our show thanks for tuning in we are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle some happiness some positivity or inspiration please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend we would love more members of our tv club rate and review the podcast on itunes and stitcher we need your feedback We'll be uploading new episodes Tuesday, November 26th. Next shows will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episodes 6 and 7. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.